We don't have to sing. Let's not. Oh, hello, gentle listener. Welcome to Hot Drinks. I'm fucking drunk. God damn it. Like and subscribe. Hello. Hey. Hello. And you hello. just you just like sat up from your comfy position into uh-huh. a less comfy position. Just get real close. And 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 you're kind of like groaning as you move into yeah. that position and go. I guess we'll just start recording. Yeah. Because I feel like shit. <laughs> um, <clears throat> is my voice still a little scratchy? Not when you talk like that. Is my voice? <laughs> we'll get to it. <laughs> We'll get to it. Welcome. This is Hot Drinks. This is a podcast we record for you where we talk about things. Heavenly Father, are you really there? Did I ever tell you about our friend who was a director and he was um, he was teaching a class, um, like an acting class, and they had to do like some sort of monologues or something. And, and they, I think... Either they were supposed to write the monologue themselves or that was an option or something. And someone wrote a very dramatic monologue about dying or overdosing or, you know, so, like something like as as you do when you're like an angsty college kid, like thinking that you've yeah. really got something big to say. Yeah. Is that how my voice sounds? No. Anyway, so this I person... I trying to sound like an angsty college kid. Oh, okay. So this person gave this big monologue, and then at the end of it, they died. They either shot them... I don't know. Some They were dying at the oh, end of the monologue. So and bad. as they were falling to the ground, they went, Heavenly Father... Oh, no! Are you really there? <laughs> and then died. Oh, no! Isn't that amazing? <laughs> and for those of you who couldn't see Brother Coffee just now... <laughs> Which is everyone except you. Yeah. You did it kind as of if reaching, reaching up, yeah, up like you're reaching toward, for Heavenly Father toward toward Heavenly Father toward Heavenly Father. Well, this anyway, is a, this is a podcast, and I'm Sister Latterday Twain, and I'm Brother Jack Coffee. And one day we're going to tell you our real names. Maybe to, uh, <laughs> this week I actually had to explain to my children that Jack Coffee was the, my name on the podcast because <laughs> they know about the podcast, and, and of course uh, they think it's stupid. And why did you have to explain it? Well, I was on a vacation. <laughs> Um, I was supposed to go to Mexico. Yeah. I didn't get to go because our passports never came. Still haven't come. Um, and you applied for them five months ago. In April. Very end of April. So six months. I can't do it. Yeah, it's months. like four, four months. Four months, okay. But it's supposed to take like eight weeks. <clears throat> and it's been like 16 at this point. Cool. Anyway, so instead we went to Snowbird um, and we went with another family. And so they were going to, the ones come, that were going to come to Mexico with us. So we went with them. And a very, very, very dear friend, but a very Mormon friend. Mm-hmm. And um, as we were on a hike, mm. which is funny that we did that even <laughs> at all. It wasn't really a hike. It was like a walk. But this, like, this woman on the, like, kind of switchback of the trail, like, below us was like, are you Brother Coffee? <laughs> and I cannot remember your name if you're listening, gentle listener. I totally <sighs> forgot. Which is so par for the course for me. I forget everyone's names. But it was really funny. And then, and she also recognized my Mormon friend who's very, who's kind of Mormon famous. Yeah. And um, anyway, I was, of course, doing my classic, like, well, so nice to meet you. And then just heading away. Right. And then my middle son goes, take a picture with her dad. (laughs) So we took a picture. And then um, 
anyway, and then my kids were like, what did she call you? Brother Coffee? Mm-hmm. And, and also, like, my Mormon friend who knows about the podcast, but I don't think really listens to the podcast. Yeah. So then I just had to explain to everyone that we use pseudonyms, and mine is Jack Coffee. Did you tell your, our mutual Mormon friend that I'm Latter-day Twaint? I think so, yeah. Did she laugh? I think so. Mm. Yeah, she was like, oh, yeah. She was very nice about it. She was just like, I ga- I gather from what she said that she has listened a handful of times. Oh. And just kind of recognizes, like, this is not for me. I am not the target audience of this no, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but she said, I feel bad because I know it's hard to, like, do creative things and I feel like I should support you. And I'm like, it's fine. It <laughs> you don't, is yeah, fine. It's totally fine. Like, you don't have to feel like you have to listen to this to support right. me. So even when, even when strangers are like, I love listening to your podcast, I'm like, you don't have to. <laughs> like, I'm a really good promoter. So anyway. I know when someone says to me, I haven't listened in a while. I haven't listened to the last few episodes. I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. Like, I, we haven't recorded the last First of all, yeah. it's okay. Second of all, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Third of all, we'll never speak to you again. So was that... That was not a coming or a blowing. That was just me introducing myself <laughs> oh, yeah, as Brother Coffee. Oh, yeah, the Brother Coffee, coffee yeah, thing. Yeah. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so what's coming and blowing in your life? Well, something very exciting. Okay. I finally started the new season of Rick and Morty. Oh, okay. And our mountain friend is, again, throwing her phone across her fairy garden because we're talking about shows. Oh, yes. She hates that. However, this is important. Because the first episode of the newest season is about a character named Mr. Nimbus. Uh Uh-huh. And I've watched it three times already. Oh, okay. Because it's so fucking funny. Okay. And I cannot stop thinking about it. It's genius. Mr. Nimbus is genius. I've never watched Rick and Morty. Well, that's really too bad for you. I know. Because it is fucking hilarious. I'm really bad at watching animated shows for some reason. Sure. I'm not, I have nothing against animated shows. There are a lot of lovely animated shows. It's just hard for me to be like really invested in an animated show. So I'm the same way. Yeah. I tried to get into BoJack Horseman. Yeah, me too. Can't do it. Which was really funny, but there was something holding me back. Yeah. Um, I haven't been able to get into Family Guy or King of the Hill. Right. Rick and Morty though. Had me at hello. <laughs> hello. It had me by the tits. Okay. It had its teeth on my nips. Okay. And I've watched it multiple times. So, anyway, the first episode, Mr. Nimbus, I want everyone to watch it and return and report. Can even people, if you haven't. Okay, I was just yeah. going to ask. Can people watch it even if they've never seen another episode yes, of you can. Morty? Okay. Yes, you can. Okay. Um. Do you have a coming and blowing before I, I say my second one? My coming and blowing is not very interesting, but it's why my voice sounds weird, which I didn't even realize till you came over, because I probably haven't talked very much at all today. Oh, oh, oh. I did have a small fight with my children because we went to their back-to-school night, and I thought I dressed really cute, and both Tisha ah. and my two children made fun of me. What? So, <laughs> what? Then I, so then I got mad and almost just left the back-to-school night. Anyway, but, the, but I'm fine. That's oh not my, my coming God. or my blowing. So... <laughs> Because I was, I you know, I was going to have this trip to Mexico. That didn't happen. So we did this trip to Snowbird, which was really fun. But, like, I didn't really drink that much on the trip because we were just in a hotel. And, right. you know, I'd get a beer with lunch or I'd order a cocktail with dinner or whatever. But it wasn't like, you know, I was wild and crazy and Drinks drinking Drinks on every or corner yeah. in Snowbird. Yeah. Yeah. So last night, which is my first night back, I was like, oh, I'm going to just, like, 
have a few drinks. Like, I haven't, like, gotten tipsy for a little while. Yeah. And I don't know what happened. I don't even, like, when I think back on it, I think I maybe had five drinks, which I know is a lot, but for me is not out there a lot. Uh-huh, uh-huh, but uh-huh. I, and I was, and I, and I was online, and I was, like, chatting with people, and I was, like, flirting with this really cute guy, and... So I felt like I could kind of function, you know? Yeah. But then when I woke up this morning, I felt like such trash. Right, right. Like, I threw up. I didn't get out of bed till like, 2.30. Oh. I didn't really eat anything until, like, I kept, like, looking up, like, hangover remedies. And it was, like, eat some carbs. And I was, like, I can't eat anything. Like, Uh -uh. everything sounded gross. So, anyway. And I have a superpower where I never get hungover. But maybe that superpower has gone away. But also... I just realized, like, if you didn't drink a whole lot in the, what, were you guys gone three or four days? Just three or four days, but it's... But was it less than your normal? For sure less than what I normally drink. So that's, I bet that has a lot to do yeah, with it. Yeah, that my tolerance built up a little yeah. bit or something. Yeah. Or other way around. My tolerance lessened. You anyway, were desensitized. I was desensitized. Or resensitized. <clears throat> anyway, re-sensitized. so, and then you tonight brought over some really nice tequila. <laughs> And I was like, I'm yeah. not drinking anything. I know, which is weird because you've never ever said that. No, I've never said those words out loud. <laughs> so I'm drinking some um, Crystal Light and it's delicious. I believe in Crystal Light because I believe in me. That was a good ad copy from Crystal Light. Anyway, what's your other coming? Is this more of a coming or a blowing? Uh, I don't know what the difference uh, is between I the two. I think it's a blowing. So, uh, yeah, I don't either, but it just felt right to say that. Um, so I went to a car dealership you already know this oh yes uh that just does used cars i had looked up a couple cars online told them i wanted to drive those they were like cool do you have a trade-in i'm like yeah i knew it wouldn't be worth much right and they were like if you give us the keys we can just kind of like assess like what the trade-in value would be while you drive these other two cars and then we can talk about numbers and i'm like great so I go and I, he's like, I drive the cars and he goes, okay, do you want to like actually do an application, which, you know, pulls your credit or do you want to just run some rough estimates? I'm like, let's start with some estimates. And he didn't ask my income. Oh, that's um, weird. I know for the estimate, which, which right now with my side hustles, it's pretty decent, I think. Oh, I was, when you told us your income, I was like, wait a minute, why am I always the one buying the booze? (laughs) Don't get excited, everyone. I'm not, like, wealthy. Um, But, um... So what were these estimates based off of if they didn't even ask your income? It was based off of the Oh, you kind of told them what your credit was. Uh, Yeah. Okay. And it was based off... Uh, what the trade-in value is, what I still owe on it. Mm -hmm. So then it's negative equity. It's about $2,000 upside down. Um, And then I had like um, a few extra hundred dollars I could put down on it. Right. And he goes... Okay, cool. And he walked away before he could ask, like, what's your annual income or your monthly or whatever. He comes back and he goes, so the numbers kind of tell me that you'll need to come back when you can put down $4,000, not just a few hundred dollars. Right. And he goes, and before he, I could say anything, he's like, so just like take some time and save it up. And I'm like, oh, really? Is, is, that, that how, is, that, is that how that works? <laughs> Mr. And Mr. Then, Man. And then come back in and we'll get you into something. And I'm like, 
Okay, bye. You know. And then I texted my inner circle people. I'm one of them. You are. And you... What if I said that and you were like, oh, no, it was a the uh, different inner a- circle. <laughs> I'm all, wait, you were in that text? Um, and one of you said to go to my credit union where I already have my auto loan. That's what I said. And they have approved me for 22 grand. Right. And I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they pulled my credit sort of and everything. trade in? Like, or would that just, would you just then pay off what you owe on Right. The... It's just as is. Okay. So me so selling my could, car would help. You could help. either sell it or you could trade it in at a dealership right. and lower what. Okay. Right. Okay. So comings and blowings. I have a question. Like, so I was, I've been spending a few hours past couple days shopping for cars online. Um, used cars. Uh, there's a couple different makes and models that I'm really interested in. But. I don't feel great about buying from a dealership, a used car from a dealership. So I would love the gentle listeners to tell, to message me on my personal Instagram, Cedar Pocket, like the pros and cons of buying from a private owner. Because I know from a, with a dealership, there'll be extra taxes and fees and da, 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 da. But like, Usually with a private owner, the price listed is what you're paying out the door. Unless you can talk them down. Right. 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 I think the only thing, that the only reason, like one of the advantages of a dealership is like you have a little bit more of an assurance that the car is like what it pre- what it presents to Road-worthy. be. Roadworthy. Yeah. Because usually there's some sort of warranty or there's, right. you know, there's something. Yeah. But, but like you can also buy from a private individual and... Um, you know, have a mechanic look at it or whatever exactly. and be, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Like, you can get a pretty nice car for 20000 I think and so. And obviously, you don't need to spend all of that if you don't want to. Right. Like, if you found something that you liked for less, that would be. Exactly. You know, but that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big, like, I know this isn't a financial advice podcast. <laughs> but credit unions are where it's at. Yeah. Like, where it's at. Yeah. I, when I... Yeah, they're, I just think they're easier to get loans from. They're they're less like predatory than like a than like a traditional bank or whatever would be. Um, so yeah, I think they're great. Yeah, and I think the fact that you have history with them, like you, because obviously they pull your credit report, but they also know like, well, yeah, she's had this loan with us for the last four years or whatever, and she's always paid on time, always and paid. you know, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that helps. So I'm anyway. very excited. I just. Um, shopping in the past couple days, online shopping hasn't been as fun as I thought it would be. Yeah. I hate cars. I would love to find a 2018-ish Subaru Crosstrek. I do love a Subaru. But that maybe only has 50,000 miles on it. Mm-hmm. Those are few and far between. Really? Yeah. Because people are keeping them. Yeah. Or they're selling them for a lot more than 22. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Anyway. That's um, it. Okay, so we've got another top five for you today. Oh, another top five. Another top five. Oh, um, we could maybe start having guests again, but you know, the whole Delta variant thing. Or we could do a top four. Oh, that'd be interesting. Weird. Um, so... I don't remember what I don't remember how we're saying this top five. It's the top five 
most memorable memorable times we've seen someone naked right so in person or no it doesn't have to be i oh, said it could oh, be on tv and stuff oh, oh, oh okay yeah. cool yeah right just the the top five most memorable nudities <laughs> multiple nudities so we're gonna take a break it's for us not you yeah and we'll be right back and we'll start talking about some vulvas and some wangs. I can't wait. I love those. Vulvas and wangs. Both of them. Here's the thing, you guys. <laughs> We're poor. Both of us. Both of us are very poor. I'm a single mom. You're a single I'm mom. I'm a single dad. I'm a single mom. <clears throat> you have a shitty ex-husband who... Okay. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So... He's great. He's great, you guys. He's great. His name's Gary. It's so... Um, but but the point but, is, but we're poor, and so we're trying to make money off of you, right? And we do that through if tears. I, if I could make money through selling whole picks, I would. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. Would you really? I mean, if I really thought there was a market for it, yeah, but I don't think there's, um, a, there's market a market for, it. for whole picks. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Anyway. The holes in Jesus' hands? Those picks? <laughs> the anyway, holes put there so by the we Romans. have tears, not T-E-A-R-S, the tears I cry each night as I think about how lonely I am. <laughs> but, but tears. Tears. T-E-I-R-S. Levels. Right. Think layers. Think of a cake stand with seven or eight levels. Right. Tears. Or layers. <laughs> Patreon provides that type of situation. If you have an artist or... <laughs> Or maker that you want to create, you want to support. Patreon is a great way to support the work they're doing. <coughs> Hi, we, gay. We do <laughs> We do that. And we have tears. We do. We're not going to go through all the tears. We're not going to go through It'll the tears. It'll make the ad seven minutes long. The last ads were seven minutes long and we got a lot of complaints. Just, Just kidding. No oh one my ever, God. No one ever wrote it. I no one so ever wrote nervous. it. I got complaints in my heart. Just I complained no. to myself. Just no. I am my own bully. Just... <laughs> Bully? I'm my own bully. Bully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bully, not bully. bully. I'm my own bully. 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 Oh, there you go. You got it. Let's just say that the tears range from the bottom rung, which is... The celestial kingdom. Celestial kingdom, to the glory of Justin Thoreau's gray sweatpants. Yeah. So... So what you do is you go to (laughs) patreon.com... Sister Twain's eating some crusty bread right now. You go to patreon.com slash hot drinks. Uh-huh. And you make a monthly pledge. Uh-huh. It can be a dollar a month. But we kind of make fun of you if it's a dollar a month. But look. It can be up to $20 a month. It, it can be up to $50 a month, adds actually. Up and it, it adds helps up. us. Yeah. Even if you can only give a dollar or $3 or whatever. And there are little bonuses that occasionally we deliver on. <laughs> yes. We're not yes. very consistent. Yeah, no. But we do our best. We're not. But we do our best. We do our best. You give because you can. And for the price um, of a cup of coffee. For the price of a cup of coffee, <laughs> you can support two alcoholic single parents <laughs> as they record a podcast where they say fucking cunt a lot. <laughs> and, and so anyway, patreon.com. Slash hot drinks. Hot drinks with an be, A. Become a member. You can be an annual member. You just pay once. You just and you write get one a check. Discount. You get a discount. You get out your checkbook. It's in your billfold. And if you become an annual member, if you visit us in Salt Lake, we will perform uh, manual sex on you. Just, <laughs> just kidding. We won't. We can't. We can't promise that. That prostitution's illegal. Anyway, this is the end of the ad. Anyway, ads over. <laughs> Patreon.com slash hot drinks. Back to the episode. Back to you, coffee.
hey, we're back. So here's something, a through line with all of mine. Oh, okay. That I just realized during the break. Okay. Um, the break we took for the gentle listeners? No, the break we took for ourselves. Oh, we took it for ourselves. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all of mine are, or, ow, fuck. I are, uh, they were associated with sexy times. Well, one kind of. But you'll see what I mean. Like, they're more like... I think mine are kind of the same. Okay, I, okay. I can't think of my whole list off the top of my head right now, yeah. but... Yeah. Be- because here's the thing. When I'm naked with someone during sexy times, I always refrain from gawking. Oh, really? Yes. It's all I do. I know. And that's weird. And I've been reading um, these high fantasy porn right. books. Right. <laughs> And they, talk, the authors have written in like how these people got, they're just, I couldn't take my eyes yeah. off his beautiful backside. And I always feel so sheepish. Really? Yeah. That is so interesting. I know. Because you are not a sheepish person. <laughs> you are not demure. <laughs> you are not coy. I am not. You are none of those a, things. A delicate I want to hear what our resident sex therapist, Philip Seymour Hoffman, has to say about that. Yes. Because surely there's some oh. something in your past that makes you feel like it's inappropriate or something. You yeah. know, there's something there. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think it's just, I have memories of watching something with my mom and dad when I was young. And if nudity popped up unexpectedly, right. one of them... Or both would have a response of like, ew. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so weird. Would Isn't they like that... turn the TV off or like run and cover it with a towel or something? They would either cover it with a towel or fast forward because it was a VHS tape. Uh-huh. Or they'd tell us to turn our heads. That's so funny. Ew. I'm trying to think if I've ever been watching something with my kids where there was nudity. I Well, I know I have with, like, my older kids. Like, we've watched some movies or whatever. Yeah. But I just think, like, I just don't think it merits commenting on you Like, if your kids are kind of weirded out and embarrassed that they're sitting next to their dad and there's nudity on the screen, they're already weirded out and embarrassed. Right, right. Like, I don't need to point it out to right. them yeah. that they should be embarrassed. You know, right. like, if they're going to, like, want to close their eyes or be like, oh, my gosh, this is so embarrassing. Like, they're already having that moment. So, yeah. anyway. Yeah. All right. Okay, cool. Number What's your one. number one? Number one is, let's just get this one out of the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was little, I walked in on my dad getting out of the shower. And he had this very vehement reaction. Like, like angry? Like, oh! Oh, okay. <laughs> like he wasn't expecting me to walk in. Sure. I'm sure I walked in without knocking because I was right. little, whatever. And it was just like extremely disturbing. Yeah. Um, and I felt like I had done something wrong. Right, of course. Like when you drank that iced tea. Uh, yep. Yep. It was probably around the same age. Um, and it it was probably the first time I'd seen a naked man's body. Okay. So uh, uh, that's all I want to say about that, really. <laughs> I don't even know why you put it on your list. Well, because I had a hard time thinking of five. I just, I thought of like 12. I <laughs> just think we've all had that experience of walking in on a parent naked, and it's always a little weird and awkward. Always. Although I don't think I've ever walked in on my mother naked. I know I walked in on my dad naked a few times. Maybe there is a He's dog. dead now. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't think I ever walked in on my mom 
But right. anyway, I'm, I'm thrilled. Did about you ever that. walk in on your mom naked? So my mom, uh, no. Okay. But I do have memories of when I was around that same age. Mm-hmm. She would take baths and leave the door open because I don't know if she was afraid of leaving us alone or whatever. Right. And I remember wanting to talk to her and she was like, you can come in. And I was like, oh, thinking maybe she's covered in bubbles or whatever. She wasn't. She just had a washcloth over her nether region. And there were her tits. Her tits were out akimbo. Just floating floating at the top of the bathtub. Yeah, and... and uh, and I'm guessing, and I don't know, I'm guessing you were not in a home with a big giant soaker tub where the water was up to her neck. Right, no. 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 So just, yeah. And so I'm just, it's just so interesting to me that that was okay, but you see it on a TV and it's, ew! That's so weird. That is really, really weird. Yeah. Because that, your mom's response, like, in real life seems like, kind of normal or kind of normalizing sure to be like yeah come in it's fine yeah i'll cover up a little bit right or whatever but it didn't jive with the other stuff yeah 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 yeah. and i'm sure it had to do with pleasure when pleasure was being right because if there's naked nakedy if there's (laughs) nakedy in a movie that it would i'm sure often would be sexual yeah in nature there was this tv show on in the late 90s it was uh, it wasn't black and white, but it had this weird thing where it looked like the characters were being interviewed in black and white. What it was the show? I know, right? And then, um, and then when you went back to the real show, not the interview part of the show, it was in color. Um, the guy who was the rocketeer was the main guy. I have no memory of the okay. show. Anyway, so my mom was like. My mom was visiting us in the late 90s. We lived in Lehigh, Utah. And um, she was like, oh, i got to show you this show. It's so good. And it just happened to be an episode that night where she, the main character and the Rocketeer guy, are having an intimate moment in her bedroom. Mm -hmm. And her shirt has come off, and she's just in a bra. And she's talking very nervously because no one's seen her naked since her husband either died or divorced. Either right. way. And my mom couldn't stop apologizing. Oh. And it was just this beautifully and, vulnerable, intimate scene with right. no sex. Right. Just her in a bra. Yeah, it was on TV. Like Yeah, and her in going, the 90s. y'all, I'm so sorry. I did not expect this. And I'm just... And you're like an adult married I, woman. An adult married... And I'm thinking... This is a beautiful scene, and all I wanted her to do was be quiet so I could enjoy the right. vulnerability that these actors right. were serving up. Anyway, what's your number one? So, my number one is a movie. <laughs> do you, Have you ever seen the movie A Room with a View? Oh, yes. It's like an old Ian Forrester yes. thing, I think, oh with God. Helena Bonham Carter. Oh, of course. Anyway, there's a scene in A Room with a View... Where they go swimming in the river, they go yes, bathing in the river. I remember. And I had seen it, I feel like I had seen it once, like I had just randomly caught it on TV once before. Because uh-huh. this is like, you know, pre internet. It's not like you could just Google that scene. But there's a scene where the two very handsome leading oh, men in the show, and so I can't hot. remember who, what their names are. Oh, I'll tell you, and then it was there's Julian Sands 
Anyway, keep going. And then there's another guy with them who's like the priest or something. And he's like a little, he's an older, like chubbier guy or whatever. (laughs) But they kind of are like, oh, let's go down to the river for a bathe. And they all run down to the river and they strip their clothes off and they're swinging on a vine and they're, yeah. And they're, and like, and it shows everything. Rupert Graves and Julian Sands. Yeah. Like you see penises, you see people climbing out of the water where you can like, see like their butt from behind while they're like bent over i mean it's very yeah and it's not sexual at all it's very just kind of silly and whatever right anyway of course i had so i had seen it once and i don't remember how or where and i was like obsessed because it was just like more nudity than i'd probably ever seen more male nudity than i'd ever seen and then this so this is the memorable one that i wanted to bring up so then for some reason it was on HBO or something. I, we didn't even have HBO, so I don't even know how this was. But we were there were several of us like watching it. Like, oh yeah, we should watch this. This sounds interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, just I'm like, oh yeah, I love this highbrow EM Forster. Exactly. Really, just watching because I know that like this nudity scene is coming up. <laughs> and I remember, and I've never discussed this with with her, so I'm curious to hear her responses if she even remembers that but uh becky with a ck was there my little sister (laughs) and she was probably i don't know seven or eight like she was pretty young and i remember like feeling this immense sense of guilt that i had put this movie on where now becky with a ck would see like a penis Uh because i just thought well, she's probably never seen one before because she's like an eight-year-old right right. you know and and i'm a a mormon and so i just think like (laughs) Like that, the the blood of that sin or whatever will be upon me because I played this movie. And you guys, I don't know if you know, but Becky has left the church. So it probably, you can probably trace it right back to that moment. To that night. What's the age difference? If she was eight, you were what? Let's see. Oh, that's a lot of math. So one, two, three, four. I think it's six years. So I think I would have been like 14. That seems about right. Okay. And and again, I totally am making those numbers up. Like, she could have been younger. I don't know. When did that movie come out? Do you still have it pulled 85. up on your phone? Okay, so the, I was eight when it came out. So, yeah. But, yeah, yeah so it was on TV or anyway. Right. Um, <clears throat> great movie. Great scene. And those guys are hot. Hot AF. Hot. And they're just, like, wrestling naked in the uh, river. A young Julian Sands. I know. Anyway. Fuck. Um, so that was my number one most memorable naked moment. Numero deux. Did you catch that? Numero, 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 numero. I got got it. it. We got it. Did you? Well, this isn't. (sighs) Okay, the first straight guy I had sex with. Okay. So this is post-divorce? Yeah, this this was about six months after my divorce. Okay. Uh... Because your husband was gay. I don't know if anyone knew that. So knows that. If you hadn't picked up on that, could you write in? So this, <laughs> so this was when you had sex with an actual straight actual, guy for my first who straight, actually wanted to have sex my, with you, right? My first straight. And so I can't wait till the first time I have sex with a straight guy. The final time we had sex during this four day period, uh-huh. and I think we only had sex four times. I was really thinking we would be having sex nonstop. Right. Um, but anywho, I, he stood to put on his clothes afterwards in such a way that there was nothing I could do but look. Uh-huh. 
And it was the first naked man I'd seen in person, other than my husband. Right. In 13 years, because I saw a few nakeds before my marriage. Right. And um, much like his body, which is long and lean, Mm -hmm. also his dick was. So you, this is like at the end of you having sex, four days in, and you, yeah. this is the first time you're really looking at it? And he couldn't, he he was running late for something, and so he didn't, like, come, and so oh. he was still hard. Okay. And just saluting straight up to Oprah in the sky. <laughs> and it was very long and skinny, like a butter knife. But not that skinny, but almost. Like a butter knife? I mean, it was like... Like I, Bob Barker's microphone. And then it made sense about why when I tried to roll him over and get on top, it didn't work because it was very long and thin. Oh. Yeah. It was too long. Too long. Interesting. Yeah. I think it's so fascinating that you had not looked at it and noticed that before that point. Well, when I was a little girl... When my mom and dad would be watching something with me, and there would be some nudity, they'd go, ew. Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. So, anyway. I just want to point out that, like, one of my main goals in life is to see people naked. <laughs> and I don't mean that in, like, a creepy way, and I would never want to see someone naked, like, you know, in a, without their consent or, you know, whatever. But, like... I love naked bodies. Yeah. If if you are a man and I have met you, yeah. I have imagined what your naked body looks like. Right. Multiple times. Exactly. And I desperately try to think of ways where I could see it in a casual setting. <laughs> so I'm reading this book. I don't know if I've mentioned it. From Blood and Ash. Oh, okay. It's a whole series. Anyway, in one of the books where she actually allows herself to look without being noticed Mm. or with not caring if she's noticed, if he notices her gawking. Right. right? Because it's all about like trying to steal glances and stuff. But then there's this time where she just realized she doesn't even realize she's gawking until he mentions it. Uh And he says, I like that. And she goes, you like what? And he says, I like that you're looking at me like that. And I was like, I need to rethink things. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I need to gawk more. Yeah. And figure out why I haven't. Yeah, I think you do. Anyway, what's your number two? Um, So my number two is someone that we went to college with. We'll call him Jason. I'll tell you after who it is. It's not Bruce. No, it's not Bruce. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen Bruce naked. Oh, I have. Oh, well, good for you. (laughs) Um, Jason was and is very attractive and very my type. Oh, so this isn't a dead friend. No, no, no. Well, that I know of. We have have, so many dead friends. I have not seen this friend for many, many years. So (laughs) maybe he died. I don't know. Oh, my God. Like, very attractive. Ticks ticking all my boxes, mm. you know, just like, like a little bit thick, curly hair, like really handsome, really funny. Anyway. I love a ticked box. I love it. Oh, tick my boxes. <laughs> so I remember I had a PE class or something, or maybe I was just using the gym. I don't know. I remember I had a, <clears throat> a PE class. I was, so I was changing in the locker room in the like, whatever the sports building is at BYU. I don't remember what it's called. Uh, Do you remember, by the way? God. I think this was at that time, and I don't think they do this anymore. BYU used to require you to wear their 
like clothing mm-hmm. when you worked okay. out there. Yeah. Or like when you went swimming, you had they issued you a swimsuit. Oh my god. Do you remember this? Kind of. And like and so they would there was like someone whose job it was to like stand in this little booth in the men's locker room where all the men would come up and hand yeah. their like sweaty jock straps over because yeah. they made you wear a jock strap. God. You couldn't wear your you could not wear your own t-shirt or shorts <laughs> or underwear. Isn't that weird? And I remember it with swimsuits too, because like I think anyway, sometimes in elementary it's, school we would like go swimming there and they would like issue us swimsuits. It totally tracks. It totally it's tracks. Because I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure it was a modesty thing or whatever. Even though then there's a bunch of naked dudes handing their sweaty jock straps. For I'm, I'm sure there's some, I'm, sh- I'm sure there are some people whose kinks were developed as they stood in that room oh, and yeah. collected the sweaty jock straps. Oh. Anyway, so I'm in the locker room. <laughs> I look over and it's, you know, locker rooms, there's kind of rows of all the different lockers and there's usually like an aisle kind of going between the different rows right. or whatever. Right, right. I look over and I can see someone who is in the aisle. So I can't really see them. All I can see of them is the curvature of their butt sticking into my aisle. Can't see their body. Can't see their the face. Curvature of their Just butt the curvature into my of aisle. their butt. If that is not the name of your memoir, I'm and not going to And I said... It. I said, Jason. And it was Jason. Like, I... I 100% recognized him. And I don't think I'd ever seen him naked before. So it's not like he had an interesting mole or something. But, like, I recognized him from the curvature of his ass sticking around the corner a little bit so I could just see the cheek. And this is someone I know, too? Uh, Probably. I don't know how well you know him, but I'll tell you offline. But anyway. But I was like, oh, Jason. And he was like, oh, hi. And then we chatted and whatever. Anyway, he did was Did you smack hot. his butt? I wish. I know you did. Here's, here's the thing when you're gay. <laughs> the thing when you're gay and it it actually goes back to that first one with a room with a view but like when you're gay you're there is no (laughs) casually being masculine like you you are envious of men who can just casually be masculine and like you know slap each other on the ass or whether you're out or closeted. yeah 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 well i mean i'm sure when you're out it's you can a little bit more but like when you're closeted like you look at these, like, especially, like, jocks and stuff in high school, and they can just so casually be comfortably masculine yeah. and grab each other's balls and, like, whatever. And yeah. it's, like, just kind of funny and it's not a big deal. And, you know, yeah. like, and when you're gay, you can't do any of that because, like, you don't know how to do it, like, casually because it obviously to you would mean a lot more, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway. So it's just this thing of, like, you can never be, like, I never felt like I could be, like, that bro guy that was, right. like... You know, right? Because I think a lot of straight guys have a lot of experiences where they <clears throat> run around naked or they do funny things right, or right. whatever, and like I could never do any of that right. because it all it was too loaded. Anyway, it made you feel even more on the outside. Yes, totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, let's take a little break for us. for us. Yeah, for us. Not we'll take for the cats. Not for the gentle. Listeners. We'll take one later for the gentle listeners, and um, then we'll come back with more memorable nudity. I'm glad we're taking a break for us. This break is for us. Self care. <laughs> Jason. Well. <laughs> it was me yelling to Jason's ass. And then Jason was like, oh, hey, man. Hey. Oh, hey, how are you? <laughs> Jason is there. There's a handful of people in my life that I have known throughout my life that to this day, I still think like, 
oh, what if he, like, called me one day and, like, he was secretly gay? <laughs> and he was kind of, you know, like, yeah. people that I kind of have that fantasy about. And Jason is <laughs> absolutely one of those people. <laughs> I would, like, drop everything. If he was like, hey, I just came out, I'd be like, I'm on my way. <laughs> you grab him the keys. Yeah. I'd have, like, one shoe on, barefoot on the other foot. <laughs> You're like, kids, dinner's in the oven. <laughs> kids, make some ramen. Daddy's going to meet his... Anyway, I don't know. What I I, don't I, know. Whatever I say is going to be And creepy. then maybe when you get there, he has wings. No, that's your fantasy. Uh, sh- why isn't it everyone's? So my numéro trois is um, when I was 11. Okay. Um, Yours are all disturbing. I know. <laughs> There's no good scenario. <clears throat> I think I had gone... Swimming or got in a hot tub or something uh, with my friend and her older sister and their friends. And they're like 13, 14. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and there was this one girl amongst the older ones who, after we went swimming or hot tub or whatever the fuck it was, was like, we need to take a shower. Okay. Let's all go get in the shower really quick. We'll do, let's just be really fast. And I thought, oh, great idea. Let's totally all just makes sense. jump in the shower and get the chlorine off of us yeah. or whatever. And I step into the shower and there's the body of a 13-year-old girl. So there's pubic hair. Right. And there's tits. Right. And I'm standing, like, breathing distance. Right. And I knew in that moment, I don't think it was as clear as it was later as I was more mature, but I knew in that moment that there was some control flex in the whole, let's go take a shower. Oh, okay. She just wanted to be naked in front of us or vice versa. Or us and naked wow, in front of her. This is disturbing. Yeah. And so I'm regretting this whole topic I, now. <laughs> it's really uncomfortable. And she was just like managing everyone in the shower and uh-huh. like, okay, you're gonna wash your hair first, and then you're gonna rinse it. And the whole time I'm like, get me out of here. That's creepy. I know. Great. Well now They were perky as hell though. Well she was thirteen. Gross. <laughs> Um, okay. Do you need to take a break for yourself? I mean, think of some funny ones. While, while I'm talking, sit down and brainstorm some funny nudity. Oh, okay, I got one. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So my number three is just my LDS mission in general. Oh. And I'll share some specifics. Shit. But LDS missions are the gayest, <laughs> the most homoerotic... <laughs> The, the like, and I've heard this from more than one person and from straight people as well, that, like, it's just a weird, gay, naked... Party. Homoerotic party. Yeah. So... Like a gay cruise. The first thing that I thought of when I thought of this category, like, that was going to be my story, but then I thought of a handful of others that I'm going to mix in, was just... In my first city, mm-hmm. in my mission, which is so weird when you, like, land in this foreign country and you don't speak the language and you get, you know, 
we lived in this really, really gross apartment. In fact, we moved like two days later because the apartment was so gross. And you're just like, where am I? And you're jet lagged and whatever. Anyway, so I had met my senior companion who was like my trainer. And so, and we, and I just, (laughs) I just have this vivid memory of like, we were getting ready for bed and I looked over and he was like kneeling to say his prayers, but kind of kneeling on the bed. So kind of leaning forward. So his, you know, his arms were on the bed. So kind of his ass was kind of up in the air and he was wearing mesh garments, (coughs) which are (coughs) for the Nevermos. You know, the Mormons have to wear garments, like special underwear. And there are mesh ones that are supposed to be for, like, warmer climates for the men. I don't think they had mesh for the women, did they? But Uh, they are, like, they are, like, 100% see-through. So, like, they they don't leave anything to the imagination. So, anyway, here's my senior companion, ass up, bent over (coughs) on his bed, saying his prayer with just his crack, like, pointing right to my face. Um... And then the other one that I thought of is I was in this one city where we were just pretty like irreverent. And every week you were, you would have this, these meetings and um, we would all set goals for the week. And then we set what were, we call them like slash goals or something. Like we would set a goal for someone else, but it was kind of like a funny goal. Like you have to say this, you know, when you're greeting people at the door or whatever. And then there was a punishment if you didn't achieve your slash goal. And there was an elder in the apartment who was the first uncircumcised penis I ever saw. But someone made either, I don't remember if I made this goal or someone else made the goal. But the punishment if they didn't achieve their slash goals was that they would have to towel him off after his shower every day for like a week. Like, after his morning shower, this other elder would have to come and, like, (laughs) towel him off. And we were all like, yeah, okay, sounds good. Like, it just was, like, it just was so normal and and not at all weird. But, again, when you're this, like, closeted gay person, you're like, oh, my God. Um, He was cute. Um, I don't know. There's many, many more. But the last one, I feel like I've talked about this one before. There... I was in the MTC when they just had the Tree of Life showers, you know, which are just the pole oh. with like six shower heads oh around it. Oh my god! I know, right? <laughs> and there was this elder on my floor. Tree of Life showers. Oh who my god! Was this really tall, muscled redhead, like really handsome, and he would like, I didn't really know him. Like we weren't in the same, you know, we didn't weren't. We, we just were on the same floor, so I would see him a lot. <clears throat> and he would do these, like, push-up contests with the people in his district or whatever. And they would... I don't, I don't even remember. They would do something, and then you had to do a certain number of push-ups or whatever. But they would just go until, like, they could not do... Like, until failure. You know, until you just could not uh-huh. achieve another push-up. And then they would all laugh, and then they would all get naked and head to the showers together. And just shower and chat and... You know, and they're all sweaty and, like, they've been working out and... Anyway. Goddamn! I know. Missions are super, super gay. <laughs> so gay. <laughs> I remember talking once. <clears throat> one of the first gay dates I went on, I was talking to the guy. Because he had grown up Mormon, too. And I and we were... For some reason, we were talking about our missions. And he said... He was like, oh, I loved my mission. 
And I was like, oh, how come? And he said, because it's like being in a gay relationship. <laughs> you know, he's like, it's like you have this boy that you live with, this man that you live with. Yeah. You sleep in the same room. Yeah. But, you know, you don't sleep in the same bed because that's against the rules. <laughs> you sleep in the same room. You, like, study together. You pray together. Like, they'll cook your breakfast while you're, like, ironing their shirt for the day. Like, it's very much like, it's like a weird couple it's, thing. Yeah, so, yeah. anyway. <laughs> super gay missions super gay okay um are we ready for your next one is it about the time you saw the dead body a dead naked body of a hobo in the woods <laughs> i've decided or something one of the ones i was gonna tell i've decided maybe i shouldn't thank you because i trust you <laughs> that if you made that choice <clears throat> but it had to do when i was five. Oh god you can't don't <laughs> quit Look, telling weird naked stories memorable i know but I, no one wants to hear weird naked stories when you're a child. Look, when you said most memorable, I tr- that translates to the times that haunt you. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, whatever. But I'm just saying. <clears throat> okay. Um, all right. So. <clears throat> not going to share it. The one I will share. Um, so. This is number four, right? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> our friend Bruce. Okay. We had become so close our freshman year of college. Like, so, so yeah. close. You guys were like a package deal. <clears throat> we were. I remember, and this was like before 9-11. So. <laughs> is that an important detail? <laughs> it okay. is, because <clears throat> the day I left to fly home for the summer at the end of freshman year, he was also leaving from the airport to fly to New York to meet his mother. Oh, okay. And <clears throat> our flights left about the same time. So we went to the airport together. And then we went our separate ways to our separate gates. And as I was walking to my gate, I started to sob. Oh. Because I had this new family here. This new family that I created for myself. And I was going home away from them. And it was just, I was so sad. I went back to Bruce's gate and said to the gate attendant, with tears running down my face, can I just go onto the plane to say goodbye to my friend? And they said, yeah, sure. So I see before 9-11. Right, where they're like, yeah, no big deal. And he was in his chair and he saw me coming and he stood up and he just held me and squeezed me and he was like, started to cry and he's like, I love you too. I'm going to miss you so much. I'll come and see you, I promise. And he did. In Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, Where there has never been a a Persian man. It was the the first Persian man to ever set foot in, <laughs> in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So I get home to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh-huh. And the very night I get home, <clears throat> my best friend from high school, Chris Watley, I'm just saying his name. Right. Comes over to see me. <clears throat> and it was one of those things, just like with Bruce, was like, oh my God, you're just like freaking out, you know. <clears throat> and I had my wallet out on the counter. Okay. And my friend Chris Watley goes, there's a photo in your wallet. Like a, like a, not like a school photo size, but like a regular, like. Like a five by seven or something. Right. Yeah. And I was like, what? And he pulls it out 
and it's a picture of Bruce naked. Really? He had taken a picture of himself naked, <laughs> had it developed, and secretly slipped it into my wallet. That is so funny. And, uh, fun fact. Uh-huh. He decided he needed to tell his bishop about that five okay. years later and was disfellowshipped. No, he was not. Here's what, here's what I want to know. First of all, where is that photo? Just kidding. No, I want to know, like, how did he get it developed? Like, it just seems like that seems like a fraught enterprise. Yeah, yeah. Because that was in the day. I mean, maybe it was just a machine. That, I think it was a machine. So that no one was actually seeing the photos. Right. But it just seems like that could have... Of course, Bruce. Uh, Bruce during college was not a very thoughtful or like like. <laughs> what could the consequences of this be? Kind of person, right? No. He just thought this will be funny. What was he? Was he <clears throat> just standing there in the photo, or was he like doing anything? He was in the shower. Okay, had the shower curtain pulled to the side, uh-huh. and took the picture facing the mirror. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so Chris Watley saw it and went. Oh, and this was before Chris Watley was out. This was before oh, anybody was out. Right. No one was out. Right. Except for maybe Ellen. But the, <laughs> no, Ellen wasn't even out yet. But this was like Bruce <laughs> practicing for all the year, many years in the future when he would send naked photos right. to other men on the internet. Yeah. Because that's how gay people communicate. Uh, um, and, uh, and there, yeah, and there it was. And Interesting. I, I remember screaming. And then did you keep the photo? I did. Like in your book of remembrance? I don't remember. Maybe in my maybe in my closet. That's so funny. Which is appropriate. <clears throat> Just Bruce in the closet. Um, okay. Number four. Numero quatre. Number four for, for me is my own nudity. Um, <laughs> when I was at the Mormon temple <coughs> for the first time. And had to do the initiatory. Yes. I loved it when the old people touched me. So, <laughs> so I think this is all different now. But it when is. we were youths in the Mormonism, is. there is a ceremony you do in the initiatory, which is a <coughs> symbolic washing and anointing <laughs> of your body. And... Now you, I think you wear clothes and they just like say the prayer. But like when we were, went through the temple, you were naked and they would touch you as they said the prayer. Now you wore, I don't remember what it was called. It was basically like a tablecloth with a hole cut out of the middle. Pretty much. So it was like just like a big, so it was open on the sides and you were naked underneath. It was like like, a big old poncho. Yeah. Like a, like a poncho. Yeah. And then you would, were you sitting on, I think you were sitting on a chair. You sit on a chair. And they would say this prayer and they would dip their fingers in water and then they would like. Give you blessings. They would bless different parts of your body, but they would touch those parts of your body. So I remember they would like slide their hand underneath and like slide it across your shoulders when they blessed your shoulders. And they would touch like your hip, you know, anyway. And I just remember, because I went through the temple with my dad you know, he was sort of my guide or whatever. Yeah. And I just remember, I remember I was wearing bright red underwear. <clears throat> I don't know why I remember that. <laughs> but I was getting ready to go into the initiatory and I was like, like I take everything off. And I knew, like I had, you know, I had done some prep classes or whatever. So like I knew this was coming. So it wasn't like a big surprise. Yeah. But I just remember clarifying this with my dad like five times, like like everything, right? Like even my underwear. Because <clears throat> the last thing I wanted to do was to like walk out and have people be like, oh brother, this is the temple. <laughs> your shorts on right but no you would just get naked yeah and then an old person 
Yeah. Would touch your body. Yep. That's weird. Uh, for some reason, that wasn't weird to me. I didn't... I, I'll i be honest. When it happened to me, I did not think it was <clears> that <throat> weird. But thinking back on it, I just think, that's oh, weird. super weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was... And and when women did it, the, it was a woman who touched your body. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, theoretically, oh. that makes it better or something. But... You know some of the you know some of those men doing initiatory were some old queens. Oh, hell yeah. You know, some old closeted queens <clears throat> yeah. and loved when a you know, nineteen year old missionary came through yeah. wearing his poncho, glasses. wearing his naked poncho. Yeah. <clears throat> like you know there were some people. you know there are some people who were a little thrilled by that Absolutely. moment. So Absolutely. anyway. Absolutely. It was weird. <clears throat> do you know your number five? I do. Do you need to take a break so you can think of one that's not about when <laughs> There was a dead naked baby um, <laughs> in a drawer in your friend's house or something. I think I have it. Go ahead and do yours. Okay. <laughs> okay. This might be me conflating a few stories together. So it, this is this story involves Tisha. Don't be scared, Tisha. But so I don't I hope she may say, like, oh, that's not how this happened or whatever. But Tisha and I when we before we were married we had friends who were married who were um living in london to go to school and whatever and tish and i came to visit them so we flew to london <coughs> we went around london and then we went down to where they were cuz they were not in london they were in like exeter uh, they were in a town called Dalish. <coughs> yeah. Anyway, so what what you don't realize when you're an American <laughs> is that in other countries, like there's nudity on TV, like after oh. like nine o'clock <coughs> at night. Straight up porn. Yeah, like porn, just <coughs> on the regular TV. Straight up, dudes eating up chicks. Yeah. I do, I do remember when, because we went to Italy before we went to England, and I do remember there was a, we were flipping the channels late at night, and a porn popped up, and it was just a woman washing her butt in the bathtub. <laughs> but anyway. Hot. But, so while we were there with our friends, we were watching TV, and a show came on called Design of Vaginas. <laughs> which makes more sense in a British accent, because designer doesn't rhyme with vagina. Right. But in British... Design of vaginas. Design of vaginas. And it was basically about, it, like, women who had, like, reconstructive vaginal surgery after, like, having a bunch of kids. And so they would get, like, a fancy new design of vagina. <laughs> anyway, so we watched a show about designer vaginas. And so th- is, were they, like, too perfect? Well, what I remember, and I don't remember a lot of details, but what I remember is they would show the before... You know, and these were some beat up old vagina. <laughs> like these, these vulvas had been through some things. They'd had some babies. You know, they were things were hanging out. Like they they were a bit of a mess. Like obviously, if you're going to make a show called Designer Vaginas, you're going to find the most fucked up vulvas you can find because right, right. you want to have that good before and after. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that's I don't remember the afters as much as I remember the befores and just being like, sweet Jesus on the cross, like. <laughs> But now, if you'll recall, because of Gwyneth Paltrow, now I really appreciate the vulva. Because remember, Gwyneth Paltrow showed me those thirty vulvas on her Goop she show, showed you those. and I was like, "These are fascinating." Your friend, they're Gwyneth. so, they're just all so different. Uh, this, <laughs> aren't they though? Anyway, 
You're number five. Well, all right. There was um, a man in your neighborhood no, who no. asked you to get into the back of his white van. God. Um. Well, they're all everything I have is disturbing. I, I'm still not going to tell the most disturbing one. You can tell me offline. Um. <clears throat> Maybe you only have four. That's okay. I think we're just going to have, I'm just going to have four. Okay, great, great. Because the, the only other three I can think of are really uncomfortable. Oh my God. <laughs> Everyone wants to know them. Everyone is writing it. No, I don't think they are. I think they're all like, thank God. Um, I don't know about that. Has well, this there, has been great. Has there been a time... <laughs> well, I don't even know if I can ask this question because you apparently don't look at the people you're having sex with. Well, just But has there me. been has there been someone who like when they got naked to have sex, that you were just like, holy shit. Like, they were so hot, or they were so big, or they, like, you yes. know, they took their clothes off, and you were just like, good goddamn. Yeah. Okay, you want to talk about that? Um, or is that all there is to say about it? They took their clothes off, and you were like, good goddamn. I... Don't want to talk about that. Okay, okay. I want to keep it close. Like a sacred little moment, um, pearls before swine. I have okay. Here, here, here. I'm going to give you a quick in lieu of a number five. <clears throat> I've had. Uh, here are my spectrum of reactions when I see a sexual partner naked. Okay. Okay. Cute. <laughs> okay, I'm sure people love um, that. Good goddamn. Good goddamn. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna die. Okay. In a good way. Right. Um, that is rather nice. Is that like a, is that what you say when it is rather nice or when it's not that nice? When it's very nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is me. This is me not feeling okay about gawking. Right. Okay, keep it in mind. Right. Um, uh... Wow, what an interesting shape. <laughs> also, everyone loves to hear that. I just think you need to have sex soon. And you just need to spend some time gawking. I know. Because I think your I think your fairy fantasy porn books are right. Like I, I think people like when someone is looking at them. <clears throat> like when you're having sex with someone and you can tell that they find you very attractive. Like yeah. that's a good thing. I know. Look. These fairy porn books that I'm reading, uh-huh. um, have come into my life to teach me many things. <laughs> At this point in time, of my life's path, one I love it. one is, it's okay to gawk. It's okay to gawk. Another one is, it's. Uh, I'm. I need to own who I am as probably the queen of the world. Oh, okay. Because that's what happens in these books. Okay. These right. women are the queens of come the world. From nothing, mm-hmm. and then they realize, oh, I'm the queen. I rule. Um, <laughs> Jaw rule. <laughs> um, that I have powers. Okay. Um, I think we should do a whole episode just about the fairy porn books. <laughs> Never mind. Here's the biggest thing, my biggest takeaway 
from the fairy porn books that I'm reading, the author Sarah J. Maas, uh-huh. M-A-A-S, and the From Blood Nastier series, author Jennifer L. Armentrout. The biggest thing, and, and it has... Is the fairy king's It penis. has nothing to do with sex, but oh, everything okay. to do with sex. Oh, okay. Is that these girls who are coming into their power and end up being even more powerful than their male lovers mm-hmm. who have all this confidence because they've had all these power for all these years, right? As these young women are coming into their power and they are flexing their power and um, um, what do you call it? Uh, <clears throat> pushing, trying to push boundaries push societal boundaries stuff like that when they are questioning when they're pushing back uh-huh i always am waiting for the male lover to reprimand them or condescend to them and he doesn't he just puts it in her bum he just <laughs> it's not that he it's not just that it's that they're holding space for that energy mm. and that it just makes these men, these males love them more. In the name of Jesus Christ. And, and here's the thing. I realized that that's what I, that I still have this as a 45 year old woman. I still have this programming of like when I push back against a lover or uh, someone I'm dating or whatever. I would just automatically expect them to condescend to me because I'm a woman. Right. And the exact opposite of that happens in these books. Interesting. And it, I mean, it, it, it makes sense because they're written by women. But Yeah. I just, every time one of these characters gets... Like, um, I don't think so, or no, that's not going to work for me. I'm always like, I've got this anxiety that he's going to bite her head off mm-hmm. or tell her she's dumb or whatever. And <clears throat> it only makes them love the girls more. Wow. And I, I, it, that's been the biggest wake up for me. And the reason I said it has everything to do with sex is because who wants to have sex with someone that you can't have your voice around? Yeah. So anyway. Anyway. Well... Bye, everyone. <laughs> so the weirdest fucking. If episode. you were disturbed or inspired <laughs> or turned on by this episode, congratulations. Yeah. I want you to write in. Congratulations. And you can either comment on our Instagram or DM us on our Instagram, um, or you can email us at hotdrinksforthebelly at gmail I really want you. I really want to hear people's weird mission sexy times I naked stories just, i do so badly just send them to hot drinks and let brother coffee read them you don't want to read i just love it i don't want to hear the mission ones okay i They're do too fraught for me okay fair so anyway this is hot drinks don't forget if you're not a patreon you should be you if you've to- seen me naked and gawked yes let me know you did post a picture on the patreon once where you weren't naked it was my ass and cute undies yeah yeah so anyway um <laughs> and you may have gawked but if you're not a patron yet, you can go to patreon.com slash hot drinks. You can support the show for as little as $3. I don't know what accent that was or why for I did it. For as little as 3 
three quid pounds so sterling. you know send us three dollars a month <laughs> and it helps us pay our light bills send us just three bucks a month or send more and you get extra gifts yeah sometimes um okay well that's been hot drinks i'm brother jack coffee i'm such a laddie twain what are you looking at i don't know <laughs> i'm just uncomfortable about the stories you told <laughs> just kidding <laughs> bye, bye.